are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. We are going to go deep on the upcoming NFL free agency. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Yeah, I'm ready. Always. And for all the new listeners, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Big Daddy Bezos is down my neck, so please go subscribe on Amazon Podcast as well. You didn't like Big Daddy Bezos? <laughs> it sounds like a wrestler. You got $200 billion. I'll call you whatever you want. I think that's the rule. <laughs> okay. Here comes Big Daddy Bezos. <laughs> He's on the top rope. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. You, you, had it, <laughs> you said it like it was an insult, but now I like him even more. <laughs> okay. I want to start with a few things non-free agency related that caught my eye today. The Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, and the head coach, Frank Reich, gave press conferences. Chris Ballard was asked directly, is Carson Wentz the future of this team? And he said, I don't have the direct answer for you. We're working through it. Ultimately, we'll do what's best for the Colts. Webb, does that sound like Carson Wentz is coming back this year? Because I think it means he's out the door. I think that means the only way you'll see him back is if if, if one of the the deals that they're trying to negotiate doesn't bring him back. But yeah, it sounds like they're actively trying to get rid of him. Frank Reich had a press conference a few hours later, and he said, I still believe in Carson. I stuck my neck out for him. I think he'll be successful. If it's not here, it'll be someplace else. <laughs> this dude is done. He's done. See, if, if, if I'm Frank Reich, I'm not rem- reminding people that Carson Wentz is the reason that I'm here. I want to keep my job. <laughs> And to have a good reputation in the league. So that is, that's a good point. Yeah. He should have just stayed silent. He needs to. I If Frank Reich got fired for this Carson Wentz debacle, I'd be okay with it. And I like Carson. I like Frank Reich. That's how bad Carson Wentz is and how much I hate him. Awful. You, you've been calling for his head for like six months. Frank Reich. I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I had liars in the media like you and Dan Orlovsky saying, Carson Wentz is great. He's going to be great for the Colts. And I was like, no, he's not. It's going to be awful. And week after week, I was proven more right. I was a football genius this year on Carson Wentz. I got some things wrong. I was a thousand percent correct on that. Yeah, he hasn't been. Uh, he, he wasn't great. <laughs> he wasn't I, great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 100% out on Carson Wentz. I do think that it's hard to look past like that MVP season or the MVP uh, caliber season that he had. That might have been, what, four years ago now? Yeah, um, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I guess it was a while back. It's awful. He's awful. And good riddance. I hope I can announce the news to him of him being cut or traded to him personally. I'd pay a lot of money to be able to break the news to him in his stupid red face. <laughs> do you... Do you see him starting for a team next year? No. Like no. opening the season? No, of course not. I, if Chris Ballard swindles somebody to trading for him, maybe he opens the season, but like they draft a rookie and they, by week six, he's taken over, but he doesn't deserve it. If you look at his numbers, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Those are good numbers. It's not terrible. But if you watch the game, it was awful. He was terrible all the time. He made two good throws the entire season. Like he's not good at football and his, his unwillingness to take shots down the field is why he only threw seven interceptions. It like if he threw 15 picks, but was throwing the ball down the field, I wouldn't be as mad at him. He's awful. 
good riddance. Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, you may have signed your death warrant and good riddance. Yeah. On the plus side, though, um, the Colts are link, linked to some elite quarterbacks. Um, no, I shouldn't say linked. In the news, there's the possibility that they may go after them. So you might be in a good position come uh, you know, summertime. I will never forgive the Colts for taking Carson Wentz. I will hate them. Like, I got over Trent Richardson. I will not get over Carson Wentz. If they bring him back next year, San Francisco 49ers. Let's go, my new team, baby. I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> I'm out. Can't do it. That's, that's not true. You'll be glued to the Colts uh, game Sunday afternoon like you always are. I know. I'm so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Webb. Let's move on to a guy you love to hate. Kyler Murray is back in the news. I brought up him having a removing all of the Cardinal stuff from his Instagram. You get mad at me when I talk about social media, but that's what these kids love to do. He has been a drama, cre- drama queen this whole offseason. He, he put out a statement a few days ago saying he loves being a Cardinal. He wants to be there long term. And then his agent put out a statement saying the Cardinals need to pay him in line with the quarterback of his talents. This whole play, this whole drama was a contract negotiation like you and I both said it was. It was so obvious and pathetic. Do you think it's going to work out for Kyler Murray? Is he going to get the big pay deal? What do you think happens here? If this was the NBA, I'd say he would for sure. Um, hmm. I mean, the the last memory I have of Kyler Murray is him stinking it up against the Rams. He had a bit of a down year compared to last year, um, but he still had a he still had a solid year. He, he kind of slowed down, but he started the year off really on a on a on a really uh, MVP like pace, and. Um, I honestly don't know, man. I don't know what happens. I don't think they should pay him because I don't think he's done enough. But I don't know. I really don't know. I wouldn't pay him anything. It's his third year. You can wait till after next year. You still have two more years under contract. Then you can start franchising him. He is a little man in the NFL. And he starts off hot every season because his body isn't broken down yet. And then as the season goes on, he gets worse and worse because he is little and hurt. I have no faith in him ever leading a team to the Super Bowl a deep playoff run. I just don't think his body's built for it. I I love Kyler Murray. I think he's so much fun to watch in September and October, half of November, and then it's over and I'm out. And the, the Cardinals owner said, I love Kyler. I want him here long-term. I don't want to give Kyler $40 million a year. I know that for sure. I, oh, I want no oh part of that. I just, I don't see it long-term with him. He's just too small. We've never seen a guy at that size that's, Playing style, be successful long term. I don't think it's going to work. I really don't. Oh no! And there's very few quarterbacks. Even Joe Burrow himself. I don't want to hear Joe Burrow with any demands um, come next year either. I don't like hearing it from these guys on rookie contracts. And Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl in his second year, so like that's that's where I see things. Kyler Murray's done nowhere near what Joe Burrow's done. Um, you know, I, dis- I disagree there a little bit. I don't mind if they ask for a contract after the third year. That's totally fine. I don't like the drama if you don't get it. Ask for the money. Yeah. I mean, let your play do the talking. Like, I don't think you need to make... I mean, if you want to do it privately, then fine. But yeah, the the the, the theatrics, removing the team or any association with the team from your, your social media, all that other stuff. I don't like that stuff. I like, like play, play and let your play do the talking. Um, you know, there's no question that they're going to pay joe burrow 100 coming off 
coming off a huge injury. Joe Burrow doesn't need to do this. But it sometimes seems to me like a kind of, not an insecurity, but a sort of complex. If you it's, really think you're worth it, they'll pay you. So the, the issue is, Kyler sees the things that we see in him. His body breaks down November, December. He wants to get this money as soon as possible because it's guaranteed. You get $100 million guaranteed, you're fine. He knows that he's only got, I think his rookie contract was for $32 million, roughly. Between 30 and 35. Add an extra $100 million to that sounds pretty nice especially if he doesn't think he can play there long-term. He can always go back and play baseball where he's a first-round pick. I don't think Kyler is in the NFL long-term, and he wants to get paid now so he can make a quick exit. That is my prediction, I think. And that's that 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 sounds like, um, you know, obviously in the interest of Kyler, so even more of a reason for uh, the Cardinals not to do this. And I think also they're looking at uh, Cliff Kingsbury as well. I think they want to link those two um members of the cardinals so i think if kyler's gone uh, kingsbury's probably gone too go year to year with him this is the fourth year sign the fifth year and then franchise him two more years that's what i would do i would i would never give him 150 million dollars with 100 million i would never do that deal for him never i agree but there's there's very few quarterbacks i would do that for i think you have to pay some people like, just you're not going to do better than the 12th best quarterback in the league. So, like, Kirk Cousins, I think you have to pay because you won't do better. And if you lose him, you're kind of screwed. But I just, yeah, I would not pay Kyler Murray at all right now. I wouldn't do it. And his actions are part of the reason why. If he wasn't putting this drama out, I wouldn't be thinking about it, scrutinizing him. Do you know what I mean? He brought this on himself. Yeah. No, and I then, get it. And yeah, I was watching one of those shows on ESPN today. I think it was get up or whatever it's called and uh bart scott was slamming him today and saying like he's been saying for a long time carla mary's not a good leader he's showing it now he's very self-interested and and to me very entitled like i don't you haven't done anything you yeah. haven't done anything and you got to remember how bad he screwed over the oakland athletics so when he got drafted in baseball he had not played college football yet they took him 10th overall they gave him five million dollars i think and then he said to them, hey, can I play football for one year? It's been my dream. I want to play. And Oakland was like, yeah, you can play. That's fine. We'll give you a year to do it. That's fine with us. Get out of your system. And then he was like, first pick overall. Never mind. Forget you, Oakland. And just abandoned them and gave them the money back. So it's not like this guy is super loyal to anybody. He goes where the money is. So I would not reward a guy who will never be loyal to you. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of caution the Cardinals need to, need to exercise. Um, yeah. when doing this. Sure. So it's the NFL Combine this week. Uh, we're gonna, I'll get more into that on the next show, but uh, some news has come out from the Combine so far. Jimmy Garoppolo is having shoulder surgery, and Dak Prescott is also having shoulder surgery. Both are expected to be ready in time for next season, but just thought we should give you guys that information right now. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, Dak will be starting for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. No idea where Jimmy Garoppolo Garoppolo will be um, because he's not good. And uh, I, I want him on the Colts so bad. You have no idea. I would kill for him on the Colts. Wow. Be careful what you wish for, man. Oh, please, God, give it to me. Give it to me. I've always liked Jimmy G way more than you. I've been pretty on this train. Jimmy G does exactly what I want a quarterback in this Frank Reich offense to do. He is the perfect quarterback for this offense. It's great. So, so you wouldn't want Russ instead of Jimmy G? If you could get him. Oh, I take Russell. Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Jimmy G for sure. But 
if it's going to cost three first round picks and Jimmy G is going to be like a fourth round pick, I'd take Jimmy G for that price. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just Jimmy G is a winner. He wins football games. Like you may not think he's that good, but he is a solid team guy. Everyone loves him. The problem with Carson Wentz is his teammates don't like him. Jimmy G, everybody says they love his, they, they love him. So he's doing something right. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. If Jimmy G had the attitude Carson Wentz had, Jimmy G would probably be out the league right now. Just think, Jimmy G, last year they traded up three first-round picks to get Jimmy G's replacement. And he led them to the end, like the game before the end. Sorry. He led them to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Like, he is a winner. I mean, it's a lot of the defense, a lot of the running game. But he doesn't make – like, we think he makes a lot of mistakes. He is a pretty solid quarterback. He does – he's pretty accurate. He played that NFC title game with a shoulder injury and a wrist injury, and he still played pretty well. He's not awful. He's not. Uh, no, he's not awful. But that's a very low bar. So I want nothing to do with Jimmy G. But <laughs> if I had Carson Wentz from the 2021 season, I guess I could see what you're – like where the you're going is, with this. That Jimmy G isn't scared to take throws. That I don't mind the interception if you're trying to take a big shot. But – you got to think of the yards you don't get when you're only throwing seven-yard passes. You're losing yards there by take, by not taking shots. Jimmy G is a rhythm passer. Frank Reich's offense is all about timing, and that's what that's what Jimmy G is great at. Oh, fingers crossed. I want him so bad. Let's call. Okay. Enough cool talk for the day, Webb. <laughs> I haven't done that very often. I've missed it. Let's move on to NFL free agency. Free agency opens up in just a little over two weeks to that legal tampering period where tampering has already begun, but no one talks about it. There are, I want to say, like 200 free agents in the NFL. There could be a lot more, but 200 of note. So Webb and I are going to go over a lot of names today, tell you if we think they're going to be a good signing, a bad signing, and the contract we expect them to get roughly in terms of years. And we are going to discuss franchise tags. Web, do you want to start with the franchise tag guys? Because I think we might agree on a few of these names. Yeah, let's start with the franchise tag guys. And let's uh, let's talk about the franchise tag a little bit for the listeners who are maybe new to football or it's a little bit of a unique concept. Uh, the franchise tag is a tool used by the owners to screw the players. That is basically its only purpose. <laughs> Am well, I wrong? Say, yeah, well, they. Um, I think in practice, that's what happens. But I guess the intention is for the the smaller market teams to, to keep some of their best players who would leave and go to bigger markets for bigger contracts or, or, or more yeah. prestige or, or, or exposure or whatever. So. What the franchise tag technically is, if you have a player on your roster, it's usually done for rookies coming up that are eligible for a new contract that are free agents. You can franchise tag them, which means they're on your team for one more year and you get the average of the top five salaries at your position for the next season. You can only be franchise tagged twice. And then if you're franchise tagged the second year, you get 20% on top of the top five salaries. So there's a benefit of being franchise tagged twice. I think Kirk Cousins is the only person I can remember to be franchise tagged twice, though. Do you remember anybody else Anybody else doing that? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to – Dak Prescott uh, was tagged twice. Oh, okay. um, I just want to clear up a, a couple things because I looked into this because I every year, like. I'm so excited for the franchise tag because, like I said, it's a it's a unique concept. And I actually I understand why you say it screws over the players because they don't really have much 
much leverage, much choice in the matter. They don't have much autonomy. Um, but I kind of like it as a concept. So I think basketball could use something similar to that. So really quickly, the reason I don't like it is because teams use it to avoid negotiating new contracts. The franchise tag's original intention was, we're going to do this so we can work at a long-term contract. But teams don't do that anymore. They just do it for the extra year, and then they kind of see where it is. So I don't like how teams are using it. The original intention, I agree with you, is good. Yeah, so so there's 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 two franchise tags. There's the non-exclusive and the exclusive. And then they have this transition tag that's very rarely used. But uh, just uh, to your point, yeah, so you get a one-year offer. And it's uh, the top five salaries, the average um, at the player's position over the last five years, or uh, 120% of the player's previous salary. So they take those two um, tiers, I guess, and whichever one's the greater of them, you are entitled to that if they franchise tag you. Um, And you can get tagged three times, which I didn't know. Really? I thought it was only twice. Yeah, I I didn't know you could get yeah, you can get franchise tagged three times. I think the second time that you're tagged, it goes up by a hundred your your salary goes up by 120% of the previous salary. And if you get franchise tagged again, it's 144%. Okay, I, I did not know that. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. It well, it doesn't happen. So like that's probably why I didn't really know see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it happen. It becomes too costly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So so with the with the non-exclusive tag, which is the more commonly used one uh it's what they used on Allen robinson uh marcus williams last year um the player can still negotiate with other teams in quotations like i mean they still don't have that much autonomy but the player has a right of first refusal on any offer that another team makes and if the player's uh home team I'll, i'll call them their incumbent team uh, does not match the deal that's offered by another team, the, the team gets two first-round picks. Uh, with exclusive tag, which was used on DAC in 2020, um, and this is usually used on quarterbacks. I think it was used for Drew Brees back in the day, like uh, more than 10 years ago. The player cannot negotiate with other teams. Um, and the difference with this one is that it's the top five salaries at the player's position for the current year. So whatever happened in free agency, those salaries are taken into account. Uh, or 120% of the player's previous salary, whichever is greater of the two. Um, and then they have this transition tag that they always talk about, but I never see it really used. It was last used on Kenyon Drake in 2020. And similar concept, one-year offer, uh, but the amount is for the top 10 salaries at the position, not the top five. And no compensations given to the team if uh, the team chooses not to match an offer from another team. Um, and, and each team can only use one of these tags in a year. And if they offer, if they franchise tag someone and then they rescind it or it's not signed, they can't use it um, again. And yeah, the player can be tagged up to three times with a pay increase each time. And the money is fully guaranteed, but it's only for one year. Yeah, that is good to know. I will forget all of this by tomorrow. I've already forgotten it. Let's get into <laughs> let's get into guys that we think could be traded. I have sorry, be, be franchise tagged. I have five names that I think are realistic 
where I might use the franchise tag instead of negotiating the long-term contract right now because of cap reasons. How many names do you have you think could be franchise tagged? I have 10 names, Coop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the, the caveat is I don't I don't think all these guys play under the tag. I think teams use this as a placeholder. Like you said, what they should do to negotiate a longer deal. And I think some of these guys get that. Okay. Who is the first name you have that could be franchise tag this year? All right. So I, I, I went in team order. So I went with Buffalo, um, just alpha order. Uh, I went with Le- Levi Wallace, cornerback. Um, and I think that Buffalo's secondary is weak. He is one of the strengths of the secondary. Obviously, Tredavious White was the, the main uh, D-back or the main corner who was leading that defense a couple of years ago, but the, 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 the secondary was really uh, hurt last year. And I think that they'll tag him, him being Levi Wallace. So how much is a cornerback tag? Do you know? They haven't set the amount um, because they're not going to finalize that until April. The cap's projected to be at $208.2 million. So corners, if tagged, the conventional way that is with the the non-exclusive are supposed to get like uh around 17.3 million dollars yeah i'm gonna tell you right now i think there is like a a two percent chance he's tagged we disagree on the first one <laughs> i i don't think levi wallace is getting a four-year contract for 60 million 80 million dollars i'm not sure about that one web i think we disagree on the first one there that's fair i like to me i look at the franchise tag sort of like how you said it it's a placeholder if they want to negotiate contracts. So it's also a, a gives the team another year to keep a player that they're they're high on, but they may not be 100% sold. Um, and they can evaluate the time for a year. So if he's if he doesn't prove to be worth a long-term contract, boom, he can be gone in 2023. So how I looked at this for the guys I chose, I looked at the average salary they had to take. And if they would get more than that or less than that in a contract. So like, for example... The first thing on my list is Devontae Adams on Green Bay. I think a tag for him is likely because for a wide receiver, they might get 18 to $20 million in the franchise tag, whereas a contract for him might be $100 million. So it makes sense in this situation. But Levi Wallace, I think you could probably sign him for four years, $25 million. Is he a number one corner to you? No. So giving him $17 million for one season seems like a mistake to me. Because he would just play on it, wouldn't want to negotiate. So, for, so for me, I think in Buffalo he'd be really valuable. I don't think he's a number one corner anywhere. Um, I think he's a solid number two in Buffalo. And to me, I just see it as the value for 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 the Bills rather than really what he'd do. I look at it a little differently. Like Devonte Adams didn't make my list. Oh, so, because so I, don't, I I don't think he's signing that at all. So we just looked at this from a different perspective. I looked at it yeah. the right way, and you looked at it the wrong way. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> we get in Devonte after. Yeah, I, I think for Devonte, I don't know if the Green Bay Packers are going to have money if Aaron Rodgers resigns there, and there's talk that he could. They're trying to give him fifty million dollars a year. I don't know if they could afford to give him the $115, $120 million he's going to want this year. So they may franchise tag him for a year, give him the $20 million and say, hey, we'll take care of you next year. That's why I think Devontae could be tagged. That's that's what I was thinking there. So for me, if I'm Devontae, there's no way I'm playing. He's what, in 28, 29? There's no yes. way I'm playing on a tag. I have a history of injuries. I can get money elsewhere. What I do is I either don't sign it 
or trying to negotiate with other teams if they give me the non-exclusive tag, whatever, and try and get another deal because Devontae should not be playing on a tag. A lot of players shouldn't who end up getting tagged, but I wouldn't sign if I was Devontae at all. Okay. Who's the next name on your list? Oh, well, if you didn't like Levi, Levi Wallace, you're going to slam me for the next one. Okay. I'm ready for it. I had Hassan ready. You are a maniac. You looked at this terribly. <laughs> I have Hassan Reddick. And oh, wow. I think that Hassan Reddick, he wasn't that good in Carolina. Sorry, not as good as he was in Arizona. And these two guys that I named are probably the smallest names that I have on this whole list. So it's not going to be like, uh, sorry, the, the, the lowest tiered guys I have on this list. I think there's a chance that he gets tagged. Just because I think he can't, he might command a decent contract elsewhere. And I think Carolina would love to, to take another look at him. That's why I have him there. Okay, again, I'm going to slam you again. <laughs> I don't like doing this. I like when we're friendly on the show, but when you're just so wrong, I have to. Do you know what his contract was last season? What he signed for? Because he was a free agent last year. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember. He probably got a what do you get, one year, 10 million. I don't remember. One, one year, $6 million. Oh, God. If he's franchised, I think the pass rusher franchise is $21 million. I, I don't think he's getting that kind of offer per year anywhere. So well, this web is well, always wrong here. It's crazy. You never know. But here's the thing. Look, <laughs> look at the guys who were franchised last year. Cam Robinson, small names. Uh, Taylor Moten, I think, was also yeah, franchised. Yeah. Yes. I never thought those guys would get those deals. I didn't know what they, one of them looked like. <laughs> and these guys are both franchised. So Cam Robinson was because he was in Jacksonville, the left tackle. And they just, they couldn't sign anybody. So they wanted to protect Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year. I get, I understood that one. The Taylor Moten one was kind of weird. I think they ended up paying him though. I think he got a contract. You could be right. I don't remember. But I, I saw those names and that's what kind of influenced me to think that a guy like Asan Reddick, who was really good in Arizona, not as good last year in Carolina. Maybe. The, the next thing on my list is Orlando Brown Jr., the tackle from Kansas City. I have him. It, they traded a first-round pick for him and a third-round pick, I think. It was a two first-round picks. They gave him a lot to get him. I don't know if they can afford him this year. They don't seem too worried about losing him, though, so I think they're going to tag him, make him play on the, play in the tag for one season, and then pay him again next year. I think the tag for tackles is like $18 million. Yeah, I have I have Orlando Brown Jr. as well. Actually, um, I wasn't going to list him. I was actually going to have another player on, on the Chiefs. Uh, the tag is projected to be 16.7 million for an offensive lineman projected reasonable for i think uh trent williams got 23 million dollars last year so i'm going to assume orlando brown's contract he's going to want 20 million starting here like a year minimum because he's younger so good luck yeah seriously okay who else yeah give me a couple names here uh still going to alpha order uh jesse bates on cincinnati he made my list as well and i mean I'm just thinking strategically from the Bengals. Why pay him now? Like he's really good. But if I'm Cincinnati, I still want to see a little bit more. He was fantastic. And the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. But if I can defer paying him to an, uh, a year later, why not? So I think you should almost always tag safeties and tight ends and running backs. Actually, not running backs so much, but safeties and tight ends. For some reason, their their contract value hasn't gone up as much as other positions. Safeties are notoriously underpaid. Same with tight ends. So I think you could franchise tag a safety for like ten million bucks. So I'd rather do that than give him five years for seventy million or whatever he's going to want. 
So I think that's an excellent choice by you, Webb. Also me. In the same vein, my next name is Mike Kaseki, the tight end in Miami. I know the new coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike ja- Mike McDonald. Is that correct? Mike McDaniel, I think. That's the one, Mike McDaniel. Why am I not forgetting? Okay. I know he likes using the tight end. They had George Kittle quite a lot in San Francisco, but I don't think you need to pay a tight end. I would franchise him and see what I'm going to do next season. I think that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Did Mike, Mike Kaseki make your list? Uh, no, you did not. But I don't think it's a bad choice. I don't make bad choices. Only you do. <laughs> What's the next name on your list? Uh, I had Randy Gregory in Dallas. I considered him as well. So good choice. He did not make my final list because the pass rush number was so high. But if Dallas tags him, I would not be shocked. That's a good choice. My rationale was just motivation. When they tagged um, Demarcus Lawrence, he was a beast. And you need to keep that carrot in front of some of these players who take their foot off the gas when you give them a lot of money or when you give them a lot of guaranteed money. So uh, with, keep, with keep, Randy Greggy's history, too, you don't want to give him. I wouldn't want to give him a long term deal, realistically. Right. Right. He's got some right. issues there. A few. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like Randy Gregory. By the way, I think he's a good player. But how long was he out of football for? Do you remember? Was it three years, three full seasons? Was it longer? It's, things are blurring for me because I'm I'm mixing up Randy Gregory with with Greg Hardy and Alden Smith. All these like troubled uh, defenders that <laughs> Dallas brings in. Um, I think there's another guy that I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. I agree. How long he's I'm thinking the same thing as well. I'm looking it up right now. Randy Gregory. Let's see. He was. Yeah, I think he resigned in 2020. I think he was out of league for three seasons. That's a long time. Yeah. So he was suspended in 2016 for 10 games, 2017 suspended for the full season, 2018 he played for a little bit, and then in 2019 he was suspended again. So I think he missed wow. two seasons that are three. So yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I I would be very worried about paying him a lot of money. I think he's a good player. He fell in the draft to round two. People thought he was a top five talent in that draft, and he fell in 2015 because of off-the-field issues. Right. People weren't sure about him coming out of Nebraska. So I would have some hesitation giving him a lot of money. Franchise right. Texans is a good idea, actually. He probably should have made my list for that reason. Yeah, I make smart decisions. Okay. Uh, the last name on my list is Teron Armstead, the tackle from New Orleans. He is an injury-prone guy. He's getting up there in age, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best left tackles in football. And I just would not want to give him a long-term deal. I'd want to see it year to year. I'd franchise him for the six, 16 million. It's probably going to get a little bump with the new contracts this offseason, but I would feel really bad giving him a four-year deal for like $95 million. So I think I'd franchise, I'd franchise him. He did not make my list, but he was definitely heavily considered. So I think it's a good choice by you. Um, I just think New Orleans has, for me, they have too much uncertainty <laughs> to be franchise tagging anyone. I want certainty. I want players there. Um, yeah, don't they have two defensive coordinators this year or something? It's it, it's it's just all in flux, and I, I I'm worried about New Orleans. I I would want to keep an elite uh guy for a long term like Toronto, but I, I I think what you're saying makes sense. I just. How many games does he play every season, do you think? On average, I don't know. I thought I 
He was hurt last year, I, I remember. Is he always hurt? I think he's hurt very frequently. Okay. I remember him being hurt a lot. I'm trying to see the games he plays, if I can get that. He played eight games last year, 14 the year before, 15, 10, 11, 7. So he misses some time every season. I would not feel great if those are my last seasons with him. Yeah. In 2016, in 2016, 34% of the snaps for the Saints, 52% of the snaps, 57, and last year, 42% of the snaps. Not a great look for a guy who wants $90 million. <laughs> okay, well, that's all my names. Let's hear the rest of your names, the guys you think will be franchise tag, because you do not want these guys to have long-term security in their lives because you <laughs> like being a bad person. Oh, whatever. Uh, Detroit, uh, Tracy Walker. I think he's he's not on the level of like a Jesse Bates or a Justin Simmons, but I think he's a solid uh, D-back. And Detroit doesn't have a lot going for them. Um, so I really don't know what direction Detroit's going, but I think he's one, been one of the, the lone bright spots for the Lions. So he made my list. He's a safety. I could see that happening very easily. Good choice. Yeah, I, I franchising a safety always makes sense to me instead of giving him a long-term contract. I'd wait it out and see how he does this season as well. Good choice. Yeah, and the safety tag is projected to be $13.5 million projected once again. Reasonable. Yeah, totally reasonable. So here's one that may be a little iffy for you, uh, the Chargers. Mike Williams. And here's here's my rationale. The Chargers – so I looked up also like what these teams do, right? Uh, the Chargers franchise tagged Hunter Henry. Mike Williams had a really good year last year. I remember him being hurt a lot in his career which is why I don't want to give him a long-term deal. But he had some big games. And I think it's good to surround Justin Herbert in his young career with certainty, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, and they probably need to bring in another receiver. But I think I think that would be a smart option if <clears throat> for, the, for the Chargers. So I don't want to give him a huge contract, but I also don't want to let him walk. So, yeah. I remember him being hurt a lot too. And that is totally in our brains, by the way. He missed six games his rookie year. In the last four seasons, he played 16, 15, 15, and 16 games. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so even more reason to... I mean, I guess that helps his argument to get paid. Yeah, I think they're going to give him a contract, which is why I did not have him being franchised. I think they're going to pay him. Mm. I think if they don't, he might get like the Kenny Galladay contract from last season, but I think the Chargers want to give Justin Herbert as many options as possible. So a franchise tag isn't out of the way, by the way. If they can't get a long-term deal, I could see a contract. I could see a franchise tag being used. That's a good choice by you. All right. I have three more names. Uh, Miami, not Mike Gusecki, because I think they will pay him. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba. I think there's a chance that he gets tagged. I think he, he was good for Miami. Um I don't know what's going on with this team. I think there's a chance that he's tagged and probably stays tagged. I don't know if they give him a long-term deal. Manuel Ogba is a good player. He is older, though. I don't know if you need to tag him. He's I'm sorry. He's only 28. I thought he was older for that for some reason. He seems older to me. Yeah, check it happen there. He's, he was on a two-year deal for $15 million last. So I think he'd probably want four for 60, maybe. So... A tag isn't out of the question. That's a good choice by you. Thank you. Uh, here's a guy who's pretty um, pretty popular, at least right now. 
New England, JC Jackson. Although I think this is one, if they do tag him, I think they do work out a, a long-term deal, but he's, he's been one of their best corners uh, in quite some time. And I think the Pats have a number of free agents that they might want to um, lock up, but not let their corner leave. So I have JC Jackson on the Pats. My second so last name. I JC Jackson is a great player, but he's been almost as drama fueled as Kyler Murray this offseason. Saying how the Patriots don't respect him, how they don't think they need him, and talking a lot of nonsense. So I think the Patriots, so he was an undrafted free agent. I think the Patriots think they can make another JC Jackson. I don't think they're worried at all. Bill Belichick is super cocky in creating corners like this. Who was the guy that should have been Super Bowl MVP, but they gave it to Tom Brady because Tom Brady's the devil? Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, yeah. This is just the newest Malcolm Butler to talk to Bill Belichick. So I don't think they're going to franchise him for that reason, but he's a very good player. And I think he will get a contract in line with the corner money, the franchise tag, but I, I don't think they're going to do it for him. Okay. But that's just because of what he's been saying. If it wasn't for that, I would agree with you, but he's been talking a lot of noise recently. And I agree with you. Normally you don't really embarrass the Patriots. That's one team that will replace you, whether it hurts them or not. He sat Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl to prove a point. Yeah. That they lost to Nick Foles. It's not good. Yeah. Well, Malcolm Butler had to retire a couple of years later, so kind of finished him. I think Tennessee gave him like 60 million bucks, though. So They did. Yeah. All right. My last name, uh, Tennessee. I think Tennessee has some decent... Uh, free agents and i could see this uh going several ways but i have harold landry as one of my uh franchise tag candidates although i do think they'll work out a deal because he was good for them last year um and tennessee like i mean they were out they were out in that uh, uh in that divisional against cincy but you know derrick henry was hurt and I think Tennessee still feels like they can compete, and I think they can. Harold Landry, I think, is a big part of their success. So I think there's a chance they tag him. I just don't know if he plays under the tag. If they tag him, he will play under it because his original contract was four years, $6.7 million. He would make, what, like $18 million under the tag for a pass rusher? He's taking that money just for the guaranteed. I'm not sure the Titans would, but I, I don't think they wouldn't. I think they might tag him to get the long-term deal out done. That is one where I could see that happening, where I would be okay with it. Yeah. So those uh, are my 10 names. I think uh, you hated two of them. I really hated two of them were awful. The rest were okay, but the first two were just god-awful. Typical web fashion. Hey, man, it was it was just alpha <laughs> order. It just worked out like that. <laughs> Harold Landry had 12 sacks last year. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. He was good. But it also... I can't remember if the year before he was hurt. It just seemed like the sample size was kind of small. So I'm not sure I'm sold on Harold Landry being like a long-term guy just yet. Um, so, and he's only 25 or 26. He's going to be 26 next season. But the, so he had nine sacks in 2019. Last year, he had five and a half sacks. But last year, Jeffrey Simmons wasn't fully Jeffrey Simmons yet. Jeffrey Simmons was this, like the second best defender in football this year, which meant he got double teamed, which meant Harold Landry had much easier time rushing the passer. So, twelve sacks. He's a good player. Maybe, he's not. Yeah. 
yeah, and maybe they take that into consideration and they're like, let's see what this guy can do this year. Yeah, good choices. Okay, let's talk about some free agents now. But that there's a lot of guys that are free agents. I think a lot of big name players. So Devontae Adams is the first name on the list I want to talk about. I think he might get franchise tag if he doesn't get franchise tag. Is he going to be a good signing? Did Aaron Rodgers make him? And what kind of contract do you think he gets? Uh, I think Devontae Adams is probably the number one free agent this year. It's not really a deep uh, or, sorry, top-heavy free agency, but um, I think Devontae Adams should be able to write his own his own um, offer, his own ticket, his own check. I, I wouldn't give him anything less than a four-year deal, but he should probably get a five-year deal. And he should probably be paid as a top receiver in the league by, by far. Like he's been so consistent. Um, he's been a little bit of an injury risk, but he's not like DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones level of of injury risk. I think I think he's by far the top free agent, and I think he can get as long term a deal and as high paying a deal as he can get. I agree. He is the best free agent. Ah. He's, he's probably the best star free agent name. I'm not sure a wide receiver will ever be the most valuable free agent, but no, I think he... Pardon? That's kind of a different argument. Yeah. I I, I think my biggest name. I think this is the biggest receiver um, free agent that we've seen in a long time. I can't think of one that was a free agent as recent as, as him. I don't know, Antonio Brown? Like, but Yeah, it was different for him, though. He, yeah, he had some issues. So for Devonte, like just for me personally, Orlando Brown Jr. or Devonte Adams, I think I would rather give Orlando Brown Jr. twenty-two million than Devonte Adams if I can only choose one. But that's just how I would build my football team. Devonte Adams is definitely worth twenty-two million dollars. He is excellent. I think the Packers should write him a, a check right now. I would do five years, one hundred and ten million dollars, maybe a little more, and I would write that immediately to keep him and Aaron Rodgers happy. That's what I would do. I think he deserves it. But if he doesn't, I think he's going to get five years, 125 somebody. So, yeah. I, I would do it, depending on the team. I'm not going to do it if I'm, like, Houston or someone like that, because I think that that's not where you should be allocating your money. But, I mean. Jacksonville shoot. has the most cap space. If I was Jacksonville, I would give him $125 million in a heartbeat and never look back. Really? Yeah. Giving Trevor Lawrence someone to throw to. See how Joe Burrow did this year with someone to throw to. How much better could Trevor Lawrence be if he had someone to throw to? Is Trevor Lawrence good? Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, and I have not changed my mind on that. I think we are really underestimating how terrible Urban Meyer is as a football coach. But that's, that's a different statement than what he is currently. Prospect, you can be a terrible player, or not a terrible player. You can be an okay player, but a great prospect coming out of college. No, is what I'm several. Sorry, I, what I'm saying is that the skills, the talent is still there. Urban Meyer crushed him this year and his abilities, but the abilities are still there. I don't think he's a broken as a player. I think everything. I think Trevor Lawrence could be the best quarterback in football in two seasons. That's how good I think he is as a football player. Okay, is Trevor Lawrence in the top ten? next year if he can be the best player in two seasons can you see him as a top 10 quarterback next year yes and i'm gonna give you a preview right now i think it is likely the jacksonville jaguars win the afc south next year 
And I would not be shocked if they made a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are this year's Cincinnati Bengals. I am. I think Doug Peterson's a professional coach, and Trevor Lawrence is going to put people like people are going to understand why he's so highly thought of right now. He's better than Joe Burrow physically. All yeah. right. I hope so, man. Because I don't think I've been that disappointed in a number one pick for a quarterback in a while. Yeah, I just. I think it was it was not his fault. Everything that went wrong. Who is Jacksonville's best receiver last season? I'm trying to remember the receivers they had. Exactly. They it had was bad. Treadwell. It was, was DJ Chark. Chark. He was hurt a lot. Okay. Yeah, they had a bad receiver. Marvin before. Jones. Yeah, he was there. He was a player. It was it was really bad in Jacksonville last year, and they used the first round pick on a running back for some reason who did not play. He was hurt. <laughs> coming back this year though yeah i think that they're going to be a really strong team this season i'm all in on jacksonville this year i mean they have the first pick in the draft so they can fix some things they have the most cap space and they have a professional in doug peterson running the organization now uh shot Khan announced today that he's not going to hire somebody now to work above trent balke and doug peterson because doug peterson is taking control this organization that says some good things to me hey doug peterson is a super bowl winning coach so i don't think he's a bad coach he gets no respect he won a super bowl with nick Foles against tom brady like he gets no respect well he he gets no respect because he it got to his head after he got really cocky after that super bowl win he wrote a book he said a bunch of things he got super arrogant after that i think that's why people lost respect for him the humility was gone if I beat Tom Brady with Nick Foles, I would have got super cocky too, from being fair. Like, let's be honest here. You had the MVP in Carson Wentz. He gets hurt, and Nick Foles comes in. You win the Super Bowl? Like, have has that ever happened? <laughs> Tom Brady was the last guy he did that happen to. And he yeah. got hurt in, like, week six. It wasn't, like, week four. It wasn't the playoffs. Yeah. And then you had Trey Burton... And him run the Philly special. I never heard Trey Burton's name after that. Well, when he got paid, I did. But after that, I never heard his name. The Colts I don't signed know him if he's this year. It was terrible. Oh, he's on the Colts? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't wow. do much. Yeah. Just Doug Peterson's a good coach. Carson Wentz can break any man. Okay. You have to take that into account how just being around that scumbag day after day would just destroy you emotionally and mentally. <laughs> and it broke him. And the reason he got fired was because he knew Carson Wentz sucked and benched him for the better option. That's why he got fired, for being honest. Jalen Hurts was better than Carson Wentz. He benched him, played Jalen Hurts, and they fired him for it. Did he get fired or did they did they mutually part ways? He got fired. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't even think they said mutually part ways. I think they just fired him. I think. I thought I remember them saying that, you know, we both came to a decision that I thought I remember that. You could be right. I don't think that's true, but I think you could be right. Okay. We have talked about one free agent. Let's talk about a couple more. <laughs> it's a big name, though. Huge it name. Is. Orlando Brown Jr. on Kansas City. I think he's going to be franchised. I don't think we need to spend much time here. I think the Chiefs pay him. It might not be this season, but he is not leaving Kansas City. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. What do you think the chances are Devontae leaves, leaves Green Bay? What would you put the chances at? Well, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So I would say fairly high chances that Devontae leaves Green Bay because I think he's going to follow Aaron Rodgers or 
um, or just not go back to Green Bay. So, yeah, I think it's fairly high. Uh, by the way, I looked it up. Doug Peterson was fired. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And I think it's a 70% chance that Devontae is back in Green Bay next season because I think Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay next season because it seems to me like he was like Kyler Murray where he was crying and a drama queen, but they're going to write the big check this offseason. He's going to go back. Apparently, they're talking about a deal for $50 million a year right now. If you were not interested in going back, you wouldn't be negotiating right now. I think Aaron Rodgers is back now. I think a coward. <laughs> I I think Aaron Rodgers should stay for his legacy and for his best chances to win. But I don't know. Aaron Rodgers set a deadline for this. He said um, before the end of the franchise tag deadline, which is March 8th, he's we're going to know his decision. I still think he doesn't go back. Because I can't see Aaron Rodgers two years in a row um, capitulating to these these Packers. I just I hope I I'll lose respect for him a little bit. <laughs> I hope you're right, and I kept saying that for the last two seasons he was gone because I respected him. But what I'm hearing, the news coming out of Green Bay, is that they're negotiating right now. And why negotiate if you have no interest in coming back? If the door was closed, you just say we're we're done. But if the money is high enough, it sounds like he's going back, which disgraceful well we'll see man i think we have about six to seven days before decisions a decisions made and i don't know that'd be really embarrassing why all the fake goodbyes why all that stuff because he's a drama queen apparently he just he kyler murdered it he kyler murdered it he won the big contract so he, he went to mvp yeah but he signed the contract he signed no, he wants mean, to get paid again yeah it's ridiculous no but i mean I mean, he deserves it. Unlike Kyler, that's true. that is true. Yeah, but he just yeah he did it for the gram. It was all it was all a play to get more money. And that's what he did. He didn't mean any of it apparently. I uh, I won't hate it if he returns because I I think that's best for his legacy. I really do. But I will look at him a little sideways. Yeah, me too. At the same time, okay. Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was franchise tagged last season. He tore his ACL in December. So I don't think they're going to want to franchise him again for that giant pay raise. Do you think he leaves? And how long a contract does he get for the torn ACL? I don't know for sure if he leaves. But I think he gets a higher contract elsewhere than with Tampa. Because I, I think he's a great receiver. I know you're not as high on him. I think he's great. He's not Juju. Um, he's obviously one of the top three receiver free agents. I'd say number two behind Devante. It's a it's a big gap, but still. Um so I'd say Chris Godwin gets a three-year deal outside of Tampa and maybe a two-year deal inside Tampa. Actually, you know what? He gets a four-year deal outside of Tampa, a two-year deal in Tampa if he returns to Tampa. I think Chris Godwin is done in Tampa Bay. I think when Brady left that that settled it. I think he's going to get a four-year contract for just under $80 million. And I think he's a little bit better than Juju, but not much. I think he's a great number two. I think he's a bad number one. And I have some issues with him being a number one receiver on your team, but I hope he gets paid a lot of money because he deserves it. He was excellent. For sure. Okay. JC Jackson of the Patriots. You talked about him getting franchised. I think his time in New England is done. I do Maybe it's just me because I'm biased against guys that weren't drafted because the pedigree is so low. 
And Bill Belichick is such a great schemer. I would not pay him like a top cornerback. I think he might get a four-year deal for like $70 million, though, outside of New England. What do you think? Yeah, I think four-year deal in that range. I think you're, you're sort of on the mark. I think he gets that. Does he live up to it? I don't know. I think J.C. Jackson is one of those guys, and you, you need to have in a deep secondary. I don't know if he can be like a ball hawk um, on, a, on, on a team that has a, a weak secondary or an average secondary. I think you need to surround him with other good DBs and have, if you want to have him be as 1A or 1B, that's fine. But yeah, I'm a little worried about giving him a lot of money. I think he's good though. He was the best corner in football and man coverage last season or one of the best cornerbacks. Great interceptions. I think it's really easy to be a good cornerback when Bill Belichick tells you exactly what to do. He says, go here. They're going to throw the ball at you. I think it's way easier to be a cornerback for Bill Belichick, who is arguably the best cornerback coach of all time than it is to be a cornerback coach, a cornerback on a team where Josh McDaniels, that scumbag is your head coach, and you don't have a good defensive coordinator. I just think it's a really different situation. And the grass isn't always greener when you leave, when you leave New England. Those guys usually don't do very well for long. Very true. Personnel and uh, uh, former teammates. We mentioned Teron Armstead and Mike Williams. I think Teron Armstead stays in New Orleans. Uh, do you think he leaves? I don't, think, I don't think there's a chance that he leaves, no. And Mike Williams, the receiver in Los Angeles. I think he stays in Los Angeles. I think they pay him. And I think he gets like four for 65, something like that. What do you think for Mike Williams? Probably. Who was it on... Who got paid last year on the Jets that didn't deserve it? Who got something around there? Kenny Galladay on the on the Giants got paid. Yeah, but there was someone else on, either on the Jets or the Jags. I can't remember who it was. A receiver. I do not remember someone getting paid on the Jags last year. On the Jets, sorry, last year. At receiver anyway. Okay, I'll have to look it up. I could be wrong, but I remember a receiver getting paid either on the Jets or the Jags. Corey Davis, you're right. Corey Davis, that's who it is, from Tennessee. Corey Davis last year got three years, $37 million. Oh, okay. So nowhere near what I was thinking, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry. The next name on my list, Chandler Jones, uh, the edge defender in Arizona. Chandler Jones is always one of the top guys in sacks in the league, and he never gets talked about because he's in Arizona. He is 32. He had 10 and a half sacks last year, 28 quarterback hits. What do you think happens with Chandler Jones this year? You know, there's a lot of talk of t- Chandler Jones being a franchise tag candidate. And I, I didn't really consider him because he's been tagged already, I believe, like years ago. Uh, he's coming off of like a five-year deal, $82 million. Um, he's up there, though. And I think I think he has a tendency to dis- disappear at times. He's really good. He's probably one of the most explosive uh, uh, um, defenders in the league. I think he gets a, a three-year deal because of his age, um, but I think he's. I think he stays in Arizona. I think Arizona is going to want to keep him. I think he probably gets two years, thirty-five million, maybe what the JJ Watt contract was last year in Arizona. I could see something like that. I think he's lucky yeah. there. That's a good choice. Okay, Tyron Matthew, safety in Kansas City, a Super Bowl champion. He got. I think his last contract was for forty-eight million dollars. He is a safety. He's 30. What do you think happens with Tyron Matthew here? I did not know he was that old. I thought he was like 28. Um, I actually had him 
considered as a franchise tag candidate for the Chiefs, but I gave it to Orlando Brown. Uh, I think the Chiefs have to keep him. I think they give him a four-year deal. He is the heart and soul of the defense. He brings. He, he has a high motor. Uh, Super Bowl champion. You have to. You have to. You have to pay him. Uh, he gets hurt. He's an injury risk. Kind of a knucklehead, but that's that's sort of what you get with Tyron Matthew. Like that's the good and the bad. I don't think they can afford to keep him. I think he's probably going to go somewhere else, unless he takes a discount, which I don't think he will. I mean, he could, but I think he's going to get a three-year deal, roughly for the same contract he was just on. So like a three for fifty, three for forty-five, something like that. But I don't think Kansas City keeps him. Really? Coop, yes. Do you remember when I said I think the Chiefs are not? going to win a Super Bowl with Mahomes and Andy Reid. If he's gone, I think that strength is at least my my intuition. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they have a, they have a have lot Mahomes, of free though. agents. They still have Mahomes, though. Yeah, so. but they, they have a lot of free agents this year, the Chiefs. Sure. Okay. Von Miller, edge for the Rams. He is 33 year, years old, coming off a gigantic Super Bowl victory for the Rams. Aaron Donald said he would only come back if Odell and Von Miller were both back. What do you think Von Miller gets this offseason? I love Von Miller for my Super Bowl champion Rams. Uh, but I do think Von Miller is not the same Von Miller that that we knew from Denver back in the day. He's lost a step, at least for the rest of his career. I can't see him being worth a lot of money. I think he's great for a game. I think he's great for a string of games. Tore his Achilles, uh, I believe, a couple of years ago. He's 33. I would, I think the Rams will probably give him a three-year deal um, as a thank you, but I wouldn't give him any more than that, and I'm not going to break the bank for Von Miller. Although I think he's great. He's a future Hall of Famer, all that stuff. Yeah. I think Von Miller is getting two years, $30 million from the LA Rams. Mostly guaranteed. He stays in Los That's Angeles. Fair. Los Angeles is already over the cap by $13 million. I don't know how they're going to figure this out, but they always do. So, yeah, I think he gets paid. Best GM in the league. Okay. Allen Robinson, the receiver for Chicago. I know you used to think he was one of the best receivers in football. You used to love Allen Robinson. Top 10. Allen Robinson has maybe had the worst quarterback play of any star receiver in the last eight years. Jacksonville to Chicago, he's had no good quarterbacks. He's 29 now. What kind of deal does he get, and where is he play- and does he stay in Chicago next year? I don't know what happened last year. I don't know if he was really underutilized or if just the play calling was awful. But he had like his worst year of his career. Uh, I think I really don't know if he wants to stay in Chicago, but I think if Chicago throws money at him, he will stay. Um, he's 29. I I don't see why he'd get any less than a three, uh, sorry, a four-year deal. Um, I don't know for sure if he stays in Chicago. I think he's done in Chicago. Why would you stay for this nonsense? I think he gets the Corey Davis deal. Three years, $40 million. That's what I think happens for Allen Robinson next year. Damn. I, I'd definitely give him more money than that. Yes, but you were not an NFL team where they constantly lowball these guys to take money. They un- Every contract we thought they were going to get last year, it was always way under. That's just what happened. I think these guys are not going to get paid again. It's going to be less than we think they're worth. Maybe he goes to your Colts. I know I predicted that last year. Obviously, <laughs> it didn't happen. I wish. Okay. Jadavion Clowney. He is the defensive end in Cleveland. 
He was really good this year. He only got a one-year deal for $8 million. He had nine sacks and 19 quarterback hits. I think he might get a bigger deal. I'm not sure it'll be in Cleveland, but I think he might get a two- or three-year deal this time after getting a bunch of one-year deals. I agree with you. I'd give him a two-year deal, nothing more. That guy needs to be on a on a year-to-year basis. You need to keep him on his toes. I agree a thousand percent. He's always hurt. I would not invest long-term in this guy. But a two-year deal is reasonable. Okay. Odell Beckham, receiver for the Rams. He is already 29 years old. I thought he was younger than that. He came out in, was it 2013 or 14? It was 14. Yeah. He tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. He tore it for the second time in 16 months. I think he gets a one-year deal in Los Angeles for like $14 million, just as a thank you. I don't think he's leaving Los Angeles, but I can't see them breaking the bank to keep him. Nor should they. Um, Robert Woods is coming back. Uh, don't need to break the bank on Odell. I think the Rams will offer him something as a thank you. Mm, I think I'm going to change my stance. Uh, I don't think he gets much more than what the Rams offer him, at least in terms of contract length outside of this, just because of he's kind of wearing out his welcome on all of his teams, New York, Cleveland. You know, where else is he going to go that's going to give him more than one year? So he probably returns to LA. Carlton Davis, the cornerback for Tampa Bay, Super Bowl champion. He has the most passes defended in the NFL over the last three seasons but only six interceptions. So there's some issues there, but he's only 25 years old. Do you think he leaves Tampa Bay and does he get a big contract? It's another team that's in flux, Tampa. Um, I think if a team over, I think if a team gives Carlton Davis a lot of money, they'll be very disappointed. So I don't think he leaves Tampa. Uh, I think he gets like a three-year deal, but Tampa has a lot of free agents. So I'm very interested to see what, uh, what the team looks like uh, next year. And, and Jason Light was on NFL Network today and you know, basically saying like if Brady wants to come back, said the lights will be on. So it, I don't think this team knows where they're going to be next year. I agree. I think Carlton Davis stays in Tampa Bay because I don't think he's that good. I think he's overrated with how good the defense is with the pass rush. I'm just not sold at him as, on him as a player. And you hear what Bruce Arians said about Tom Brady today as well? Yeah, I think they asked if they would trade Brady to another team. He said it'd be bad business. He said no, bad business, and then it would take five first-round picks. So, oh, yes, right. Yeah, he, yeah I saw that. Yeah. There, there was some talk that Brady would come back to get traded to San Francisco. That's the last time thing. And Bruce Arians shut that down immediately. Good for you, Bruce Arians. Keep the devil where you know him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cam Robinson on the Jaguars, the tackle. He was franchised last year. He isn't that good a player but he plays left tackle. I don't think he gets tagged again. They have the first pick in the draft. I think they use it on a left tackle. And I think he's probably gone on like a three-year deal for $45 million somewhere else. Damn. I don't think Cam Robinson's good at all. I'd be surprised if he gets more than two years. Yeah, teams need left tackles. So like there is that advantage he has. So I think he gets a two-year deal. But I didn't even know we were going to talk about him tonight. Mike Gusecki on the Dolphins. He's 26, a tight end. He's pretty good when they use him. I don't know what he gets paid. I think he's franchise tagged or he signs long-term Miami. I don't think he leaves. 
I could see a three-year deal for $35 million, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. I saw three years with Miami, less if he goes elsewhere. Um, yeah, I, I think he's... I think he's solid, but Tua was also throwing to him last year, so maybe he's actually better than we think. All right, Webb. Brandon Scherf for the Washington Commies. Do you think he's franchised again? Does he stay in Washington? What kind of contract does he get? What do you think about him? I think you're a troll. That's what I think about you. Um, I think he stays in Washington for sure. I think they lock him up. So I'm thinking four-year deal at least. He's 30 years old, but as we've seen, tackles can play a little longer. So can guards. I think he probably gets a four-year deal. I could see it being for like $65 million. He's going to get paid a lot of money. He's really good. Yeah, I think um, I think he's one of the, the, the lone bright spots in Washington, at least on offense. Offense is terrible. It's true. Okay, the next guard on the list, Lakin Tomlinson on San Francisco. He was a first-round pick in Detroit who got traded or cut almost immediately down there, made the Pro Bowl for the first time this year, has not missed a game in the past four seasons. I think he's going to get paid a lot of money, Webb. Is it in San Francisco? Yeah, he's not leaving San Fran. Five-year deal, I think. I think they have to sign him again because you cannot give Trey Lance a bad offensive line. He has to be taken care of, especially in his first year starting as the quarterback. You have to take care of him. And and also, if you want those running backs to keep doing what they do i think this is That's true okay eric fisher the tackle for the colts he got a one-year deal that was kind of a two-year deal off the achilles injury i think he was awful last season one of the worst tackles in football i would not give him ten dollars but he might get like two years 24 just because he's a left tackle the team that signs him will immediately regret it and yeah that's what i think about Charles, eric fisher wow uh I think Eric Fisher's name still carries a lot of weight. So I agree with you two years. Uh, his body is not held up, but he was really good in, in the, uh, on the Chiefs Super Bowl uh, winner. Um, two years. Wouldn't be surprised if he got 30 million total. That general manager's getting fired. Okay. Akeem Hicks, defensive lineman on Chicago. A guy you and I both thought was really good for a long time. Yep. He's 32 now. And he, he's missed 20 games over the past three seasons, which I don't remember him doing at all. Does I, he get I a, remember that. For some I reason, I, I always thought he played for some reason, but I haven't watched many Bears games because of the quarterback play. So does he leave Chicago for a better offer? What do you think, he, what do you think happens to him? I think he stays in Chicago. I don't think they can afford to give him anything more than two years. I also don't think he wants to stay for anything less than two years. Um, he knows himself and I don't know if his body can, can hold up long term. So I don't know if he can gamble on getting a longer contract. So I think he stayed in Chicago two years. I think that makes sense as well. Two years, 15 million, something like that. 12 million. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Michael Gallup receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He tore his ACL in week 17. He was having a pretty good game season before that. He played nine games. Had some good touchdown catches. I think he gets a one-year deal. I don't think he gets a long-term deal. Only 26. He can play next season and cash in the year after. And I don't think he's in Dallas next season. I agree with everything you just said. I am a football genius. Where is Teddy Bridgewater next year, Webb? He's 29 years old. He's a free agent. 
I kind of like Teddy. I still like him. I think he gets like a two year, $15 million contract to be someone's backup. Oh, damn. Uh, Teddy, for some reason, I'm remembering Teddy being hurt last year, and he probably wasn't. Uh, he was in Denver and he started most of the games, right? He had that really weird concussion where he jumped himself and then like hit his head like four times. It was yeah. kind of disgusting at the end of the year. I think Teddy gets one year, sorry, one year, one year. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Teddy's bounced around a little bit now, man. Minnesota to to uh, Carolina and, and Denver. He's good. He's he's not a great starter, but he's a really good backup. And he could start four games for you and do pretty well. I give him a year. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, your boy, got one year, $8 million to return to Pittsburgh. He thought he was going to get like $90 million bucks. That did not happen. I think his time in Pittsburgh is done. Yeah. I think he gets, he was hurt basically this whole season, by the way. I think he gets like two years for $14 million. It's not going to be a big contract for him. Yeah, he wasn't very good. As soon as Antonio Brown left, immediately he was not good. Um, he's still young, I think, in his late 20s. 26, I believe. Oh, okay. he's even younger than I thought. I think he gets a three-year deal. The injury that he had, I think it was a shoulder injury. He still came back for the playoffs. I think he can get a three-year deal, but it won't be very high. I have no faith. Okay. I, could, I could see him getting close to what Corey Davis got. I have three more names on the list, then we're going to end it, okay? Sure. Zach Ertz, the tight end in Arizona. I think he was pretty good last season when he got traded. He was decent in Arizona. I think he's going to get, he's 31. I think he's going to get three years, $27 million, $9 million a year. Outside of Arizona, I think he's likely an Indianapolis Colt next year, by the way. Okay. I think Zach Ertz gets one year. Wouldn't be shocked if he got two. I think he's hurt quite a lot. Um, and I don't know of him, the trade they made, uh, made any difference in Arizona. So I don't know. I don't know where Zach Ertz ranks in terms of tight ends in the marketplace. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he only got one year, 10 million or so. We're going to end with three quarterbacks in a row, okay? Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, and Mitchell Trubisky. All, all quarterbacks, all free agents, all 28 years old. Jameis was the number one pick in the draft. Mariota and Trubisky were both the number two picks in the draft. I think these are three really interesting names. Jameis has a torn ACL. He started running yesterday. I think he's likely back in New Orleans. Him and Taysom doing that weird thing again. What do you think about Jameis Winston this season? When did Jameis tear his knee? It was October? Yeah, I think it was like week six or seven. Uh... He gets a one-year deal, I think, as a backup. Um, Mitch Trubisky, did he see the field at all? He did not. But at the combine right now, apparently more teams are talking about him than any of the quarterbacks. He might be the most sought-after free agent quarterback this year. Mm. They think it was Matt Nagy's fault because when he did play for Buffalo in an offense that suited him, he did very well in the preseason game. Which take it for what you want, but I think Trubisky is a decent option. I think he gets a one-year deal. So they're going to compare three games in the preseason to like three three or four seasons in Chicago. Trubisky won more games than he lost in Chicago. Made the playoffs three times, I think. He isn't as bad as you remember. 
I don't think he's terrible. I just think that how can I blame Matt Nagy mostly for three or four years and then think, well, this guy's pretty good after watching like three games. Just too much of a small sample size to me. I don't think Trubisky's terrible. I just, I wouldn't be gung-ho to sign him either. I think Trubisky is one of the best athletes playing quarterback in the league. And he was never asked to do that in Chicago. He was not asked to run outside the numbers a lot. He wasn't asked to leave the pocket. He was asked to stay in there and just throw. And that's not what he's great at. I think he might get a two-year deal for like $25 million and a chance to be a starter somewhere. I think he's going to get a real shot. And I think Marcus Mariota might get something too. I think he might be a bridge quarterback. He looked good in Vegas when he played. He was like the running back kind of. That's true. I think Mariota could be a starter somewhere, and I think he might get a two-year deal for like $15 million, $16 million. And I would not be surprised if he did well in his next stop. I think I would see all those guys getting one year each. But it's kind of hard with the backups because like, if you give them a one-year deal and they're young, if you're playing behind Josh Allen, you're not really on the field. So it's kind of a waste at times. It's insurance, but it's, you don't really see them play. Um. So maybe one of them, maybe Trubisky. Like you said, I, he was successful. Trubisky might be the best op- option in Washington. I could see him being the best option in a bunch of cities right now that don't have a quarterback, where he could be pretty good. I Denver. would try to trade hard. Oh, God. <laughs> if I'm Denver, I'm not settling for Trubisky. No way. <laughs> I would not do that. New new head coach? No way. I'm trying hard for Russ, for Aaron Rodgers, even Deshaun, maybe. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for free agency to start. I can't wait for the combine to start. It's kind of started now, but yeah. I love the on-field drills. Do you like watching them? Like the 40 and the bench press and all that stuff? The 40 for sure. The rest, eh, I like I like the catching drills, but... Eh. I, I'm going to spend way too much time watching this combine. I can tell you that right now. It's going to be pathetic. But I, how much time I spend watching this for no reason at all. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm not going to make that joke. When the combine was on during the day, I used to take off time from work to watch it. That's a true story. Yeah, I used to watch it too. I used to watch it a lot too. All day. The best. On NFL Network. The best. Okay, everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Make Big Daddy Bezos happy and subscribe on Amazon Podcasts. We have anything to add before we get out of here. Big Daddy Bezos. It's going to stick, should be a hashtag. Yeah. I am excellent at this. Well, you have to be good at something, right? So, uncalled for. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out. Lakers lost by 28. <laughs>